Hello and welcome to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Baum. I'm here to share techniques and tools to help you engage with your audience and bring art, objects and ideas to life. So let's dive into this week's show. Hello and welcome back to the Art Engager podcast. I'm your host, Claire Bowne of Thinking Museum, and this is episode 21. Today, I'm really excited to be introducing our first guest chat on the podcast. Today, I'm talking to voice actor Samantha Boffin. We're exploring different tools and techniques that will help you develop a more reliable and consistent voice in your programs. But before we start, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so by treating me to a lovely cup of tea on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Claire Baum. I'll put a link in the show notes and the show notes with all Samantha's details and any other links we mentioned are available on my website, thinkingmuseum.com forward slash podcast. And this is episode 21. So now let's get on with today's show. So I'm going to first introduce Samantha. Samantha is a voice actor working with clients on voice technique, voiceover and communication. And I invited Samantha to lead a masterclass on voice in the Visible Thinking membership a few months ago. And it was so well received that I invited her back to be on the podcast. And I wanted her to talk in this episode about how best to use your voice to engage and connect with your audience. So your voice is really one of your biggest assets when it comes to storytelling, when it comes to entertaining, but also engaging and connecting with your audience. And in this episode, you will discover how to look after it, how to use it, how to make the most of it. Sam shares some wonderful tips and techniques that we can all use to make the most of our voice and use it in the best way possible. So you'll hear in this episode why your voice is important. Uh, Sam will share tips and techniques for optimising your voice before you start a session. So before you start an art discussion or a guided tour or even a lesson in your classroom if you're a teacher. You'll also hear how to use your voice to engage your audience. Samantha talks about the four P's and how your voice can be a tool in your toolbox to keep your audience tuned in, curious and eager to participate. So Samantha is very generous with her advice and shares lots of gold here. So you might want to make notes. So now let's get started with today's episode. So hi, Samantha. I'm so delighted that you could be here on the Art Engager podcast. I wanted to invite you on for a while. And you are as well my very first guest. Oh, exciting. I know, very exciting. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do and how you came to be doing what you're doing? Yeah, so I'm a voiceover, well, a voiceover actor. They call us all different things. Voiceover, voiceover actor, voiceover artist. It's all the same thing, really. So I... Yeah, I use my voice to bring things to life, I suppose. I explain new ideas. I explain new concepts. I, I, I could be a corporate voice or I could do telephone prompts or I might do e-learning or I might do character work as well. So working on games or audiobooks, in fact, that's another one. That's, that's probably 
the area that most people are familiar with voiceovers for or adverts commercials that sort of thing yeah and uh, I, I came to it I, I was originally I started uh, well originally I way back when I was an actor and then I decided that was that was far too much work uh, far too many auditions involved so I, I went to I went into the BBC and I was a variety of different things, um, a voice, and then I became a network director and then a creative. And I was in charge of all the bits between the junctions, basically all the promotional stuff. And so I, I, I worked, in fact, I worked on the children's channels for ages. I worked on CBeebies and CBBC as a creative head. So um, devising all the branding and coming up with all the ideas and making the promotional stuff. And, and then I left there because they moved to a different part of the country. And I thought, what do I want to do? And I thought, actually, what I'd really love to do is go back to doing voice work and acting. And so that's what I did. And so Brilliant. I became a voiceover. <laughs> and how long have you been back, um, back doing this, what you love doing? I have probably been doing it for about four years. Yeah. Brilliant. And we recently invited you to do a masterclass in yes. the Visible Thinking membership. And I really, I think the voice is such an important tool that we have. And I think perhaps sometimes as educators, we do perhaps neglect our voices. We use them all the time. We perhaps don't use them to their best advantage sometimes we overuse them and we had a wonderful masterclass with you um, which was all about how to look after your voice how to mm -hmm. use it um, how to best engage people with it and I thought it'd be wonderful if you could come on the podcast <laughs> and just share some of your amazing advice that you shared with us then yeah but tell me yeah tell me a little bit about where you work and the sort of clients you work with and the sort of projects you work on as well so I'm fascinated to hear more. <laughs> well actually that's it hasn't so much changed in the last um, few years since the pandemic but it has got uh, easier in many ways to connect with people so I work with people all around the world so I, um, I could be working for somebody in Dubai or in you, you know in the States or I could be working with somebody down the road and almost always I'm working from my own booth at home but uh, quite often actually I do go out into mainly into London I have been in various other places in the UK but um, then I go into their studios but because of the lockdown and everything that happened in the last sort of 18 months or so working from your own studio has become more and more common even with the jobs that normally they wouldn't have dreamt of um, linking into your own studio but they've had to and they found that of course it's very easy and that people have these really good studios um, so that's been a real boon for me um, having this already when we went into lockdown was fantastic because it meant I was totally set up I'm yeah. so jealous of your booth I would love to have one myself as I'm currently recording this under a blanket but um, yes it sounds amazing as well it makes I, it really easy yeah yeah and I think that yeah, working with people all around the world as we've all had an opportunity over the past 18 months or so to sort of expand our reach and who we work with is, yeah. is really 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 good um so tell me, you're obviously working with your voice an awful lot, all yes. day, every yes. day. How do you look after your voice? Well, I mean, um, 
I work, I, I do a warm up every day. So the first thing I do in the morning before I do anything, and even if, even if I'm not immediately about to do any voice work, I always, it's a kind of habit. And I, I, I always warm up my voice. It, it doesn't need to be a massive warm up, um, but just getting the vocal cords, just getting in touch with the vocal cords. Because of course, the other thing, working on your own, I mean, although I've got other people in this house, quite often I'm not really talking to them in the morning. So if I didn't do a workout out, you know, if I didn't do a warm up for my voice, I there are quite often times where I'd be walking into the booth having not spoken to anybody that morning at yeah. all. So it's really important. And it's not just the, the interesting thing about voice work that um, that people don't often realise it's it's a whole body thing. So you have to feel really connected to the whole of your body because usually we're standing up when we voice and so warming up my voice isn't just about everything that happens above the neck it's also about feeling limber and free in your whole body because you you use everything when you bring something to life even if it's a corporate piece so it, it you know it's not just about the characterization if you're doing character work, but I mean, I'm using, I'm sitting here now and I'm already, I know I'm using my hands to <laughs> describe stuff, which actually is quite difficult for you, I would imagine, under a blanket. And that's, that's actually why uh, it's quite important for voiceovers to have a, a booth that they can actually move in, that they can actually work in. Definitely. Um, I can understand how standing up would really add yeah, it to really the quality does. and the, the sort of a, the passion behind the voice as well. Yeah. And I think when you started talking about warm ups as well, and this is something that really struck me uh, in the masterclass that we did was that it was something I'd never really considered before. So I work with my voice all the time. I used to do guided tours. I now mm. teach trainings all the time my voice is basically my profession. Yes. And I hadn't even thought about things like what I ate before I started speaking <laughs> or even doing any warm up until you mentioned it. So perhaps mm. you could tell us a little bit, some maybe some tips for warming up our voices. Yeah, of course, actually. And you also mentioned something there in terms of what you eat. Yeah. The, the, one of the most important things that I've discovered is, is being, um, is, is having enough water is being able to drink enough water to keep your voice supple and without that sort of stickiness that often comes. But it, it, it doesn't really matter if you're on mic, that stickiness is, is um, picked up by the mic. But also if you're in live and actually talking to people in, you know, in person, in a room, it's still really good to have a clear, well um, hydrated voice because that makes such a difference to what you can do with it. But that's that's one thing that's so well hydrated voice is really key and in terms of actually warming it up it's it's a it's a number of things so it's warming up the vocal cords and it's also warming up your face your mouth um and they're sort of almost two different things so a simple humming actually going up and down scales is absolutely brilliant for connecting reconnecting with your vocal cords and um being able to wake them up if you like so that's a really good place to start and in terms of often we need to get our mouth in gear literally so that we can you know save complicated words or be fly enough to be able to really take on board anything and that's where things like tongue twisters come into it so actually if you if you did a combination of neck rolls to kind of you know warm up your body and um 
you know, side bends and, uh, you know, actual touching your toes. I mean, that as simple as that to kind of wake your body up. And then you did some humming up and down scales. And then you did a few tongue twisters. That's pretty good workout, actually, to wake yeah. yourself up. Definitely. And I've got my I've got my water with me today because I knew I would be speaking with you and um, I knew I should have it to hand. So definitely the hydration and the warm up techniques, because I think we don't think about the fact that we may not have spoken to anyone before we left the house and we started teaching or or, you know, that we haven't actually used our voice enough to be able to get our sort of mouths around some of the words that we're trying to use. And quite often I've started a lesson or started a tour or an art discussion and been unable to speak properly because I haven't yeah. properly warmed up. So yeah, <laughs> as you say, it's it's really, really important. And also, will that help you to sort of optimize your voice by doing these these warm-ups yes. and exercises? Yeah, definitely. I think so, because if you you're you're putting energy into your body and energy into your vocal cords and energy into your mouth so you're literally being able to energize because what we're doing and what you're doing all the time is is really you're telling stories that's what we're doing we're you know engaging people through storytelling so the more light and shade we can get into our voice the more energy we can get in there and the more variation we can get in in the pace of things that we're talking about that adds interest for the listener or the, the the person that's you know engaging in your story, it 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 really helps them to connect with it. And the the, the more um, the more range you have will enable you to bring things to life in in a better way, basically. That's brilliant. And that brings me really nicely onto engaging with your voice. And obviously this podcast is all about engagement, how we can connect with our audiences, but also how we can connect our audiences with artworks and objects and how we can keep them tuned in and curious and wanting to learn more. So you've already shared some advice, but how can we actually use our voice to engage our audience? Okay, so I, I, when we were doing, when I was doing the workshop for you, we were talking about what I always sort of see as the, the three P's. So that's your pace, your pitch, and your performance, which is always very difficult to say on mic because you immediately start popping when you say P's, <laughs> which is one of the things you have to watch. But um, so pace, I always think of pace as being a little bit like a, you know, a racing car so that you've got a variety of gears that you can engage in, in order to work through anything. So that if you're, if you're telling a story or you're, you're giving some information about something, in your case, a, a piece of artwork or whatever it happens to be, if you can vary your pace, if you can use different ways of being able to speed up and slow down and emphasize different parts of it, thinking of yourself a bit like a Formula One racing car is a really good um, way in, actually. And then the pitch, because we often talk about pace and pitch, the pitch of your voice is more like if you were part of an orchestra and at various times you're going to be able to use your voice to create interest and um, effect in terms of where your voice is pitched within a scale. So you can use that rise and fall to really create dynamism and, um, yeah, and and just invite people in. It's a bit like when you're, I, I think a lot of people 
are used to reading stories to children and they, they, you know, bedtime stories and things like that. And they overemphasize. And that's great to actually overemphasizing something can be brilliant because it's much easier to pull back from something than it is to try and add interest. One of the one of the things is is to try not to be too flat. So if you think that you're overemphasizing something, you're probably in the right place, actually. And then the performance part of it is is just being able to bring something to life and add that interest using the pitch, using the pace and also actually using a pause. Pause is surprisingly underused, but can be fantastic as an as a way of letting your information land and allowing people to if you pause people almost you can almost see them lean in to what you're saying because suddenly ah here's something interesting now so she's 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 stopped speaking so what's she going to say next and you can see people leaning in that's brilliant Um, i was just talking about this this morning um i've been running a challenge and we were one of day one of the challenge was all about um coming up with a guided looking so when you actually arrive at an artwork or an object before you start discussing it this is really you the educator Mm. the museum guide talking your audience through looking or observing at an object or an artwork and we were talking about how you should sort of vary your pace so that you give people time to think but also how you can vary your pitch as well to sort of bring people in and sort of really get them curious and learning and wanting to know more and how this sort of guided observation should be in some ways a bit of a performance so yeah that really all sort of hung together when you were just explaining I was thinking yes I was talking about just just (laughs) this morning as well so we really do use our voices in this way But what I think is quite interesting is that sometimes we forget to do this. So we forget that Mm. we need to be aware of these three P's, as you called them, or forget to pause at appropriate moments. How can we sort of make ourselves more aware, perhaps, of using our voices? Well, I think if you do think of it every time as a story, we automatically begin to, when, when we're telling stories, we know that there's sort of a beginning, a middle and an end to those. And we know that there's going to be a, you know, a moment in them where we are giving a piece of really exciting bit of information or a number of places in there. And I think if we if we think of whenever we're explaining, say, a work of art, because that's a perfect uh, example, actually, because you are telling the story of that work of art. Now, you might be you might be telling the story of what the person is seeing immediately you might also be telling the story about how that artist came to to create this particular piece and what they wanted to do with it and so there's there's all sorts of various things that you're you're talking about that you might be talking about the techniques they're using which are which was something that was relevant at that particular era and so there are lots and lots of different stories that you're bringing in and if we think of it like that then it makes it much easier to weave that interest as opposed to being monotonous. And, and also the other, the other thing is, of course, from the point of view as educators um, or, you know, people like you who are bringing, you know, ideas to people, there is a real enthusiasm. There is a reason why you're doing this as educators. And so if you can harness that enthusiasm that you have, that will come through in what you're delivering and I think people get worried about their voices they sort of think 
oh, I, I don't like my voice or it doesn't do what I want it to do. But actually, if you relax and just accept that your voice is one thing, your enthusiasm, your knowledge, your interest in something, that is what adds the colour to what you're talking about. Absolutely. No, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I think it's, it's that passion, that enthusiasm. Yeah. And if you're modeling that, if people can see that in you, then it really is quite infectious. Other people start to feel the same and your audience will start to feel the same as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So if you wanted to leave us with any tips for how we can use our voice to engage, how we can uh, optimize our voice, what tips would you leave us with? Okay, so I would definitely leave, I, I would definitely say, do a, try and find a warm up that works for you that you can incorporate into your daily life. So something that will only take you five minutes, something that involves waking your body up, then waking your vocal cords up and waking, waking your whole face up and just find fun ways of doing it. There are all sorts of tongue twisters for instance that you can find online that are nice and tight and easy to remember that my favorite one actually is um right at the moment is benedict cumberbatch broke a delicate luggage rack which That's is a my really, favorite it's really <laughs> nice i really love that because it, it it's kind of quite funny and fun and it's easy to remember those ones that are easy to remember are um are fantastic because you can just you can you can do them while you're you know walking from the bathroom to the you know to your bedroom or walking to the station or you can be muttering it under your breath and you can you can really wake your face up by doing that and really overemphasize the way that you're talking about it as well don't just sort of um don't just sort of say it and mumble it actually but really use every part of your mouth while you're doing it overemphasize nobody needs to see it um you know you, but if you can even just grab a few minutes um beforehand just to wake everything up those would be my my top tips and and also make sure you're well hydrated and when I say well hydrated I mean that that classic sort of t two liters of water um is 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 a really good um rule of thumb actually to be able to always be sipping water um because it will keep you very um yeah very flexible Brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing these tips. It's been absolutely a pleasure to talk to you as always <laughs> and sharing oh. your knowledge with uh, our listeners as well. Um, can you tell listeners um, how they can find out more about you or how they could reach out to you? Yeah, sure. Of course. Um, uh, so I, the two places I hang out most, I think I've, I've got a a website which is my name, samanthaboffin.co.uk, but I, I tend to hang out actually on LinkedIn mainly. And again, Samantha Boffin, ridiculous name, so you can easily find me. And I also have a podcast, uh, which is called Talking Creative. And it is about, really, it's about voice work and the different kinds of voice work. It's aimed at directors, but I have discovered that an awful lot of voiceovers themselves listen to it. Um, and it really discusses lots of different aspects of voiceover and different genres and in fact, I think there's actually one on museum guides. <laughs> there it is. Yes, I listened to that episode. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much, Samantha. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Oh, and, thank you, Claire. Um, yeah, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. So a huge thanks to Samantha Boffin for being on the podcast today. I know you will find all her tips and advice so useful. So do remember to warm up before you start a session and to think about how you can use the four P's, that's pitch, pace, pause 
and performance to really connect with and engage your audience. If you want to find out more about Samantha's work and listen to her podcast, Talking Creative, then I'll put all the relevant links in the show notes. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe or follow The Art Engager and give us a rating and a review too. It really helps to get the word out there and for more people to find the show. Also, be sure to download your episodes so that they count in our audience numbers too. And finally, do come and say hello to me on Instagram. I can be found there most days. Search for at Thinking Museum. And I'll see you all next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Baum. You can find more art engagement resources by visiting my website, thinkingmuseum.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at Thinking Museum, where I regularly share tips and tools on how to bring art to life and engage your audience. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others and subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.